Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there. Welcome to the very first episode of Talking to Nobody. I'm Zane Talkington, and today's guest will be Nathan Mitzi, a true jack-of-all-trades. He can do it all. He is the producer of the show, he does graphic design, he even designed the logo for the show, he fixes cars, he can fix anything, really. He's an incredibly talented actor and has a great story to share. He left his home in Australia to move to LA to focus on acting, and despite all the obstacles he has faced that could have driven him to give up, he has pressed on and is one of the hardest workers I have ever met. Oh, and I'm also lucky enough to call him my boyfriend. Hope you enjoy. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I know it was a very far trip for you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, you came all the way from... Where did you come from? Just, where did you come from? Yeah, I was in room. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to start singing already. It's the first Maybe. episode. I mean, I'll probably sing at some point. That's what I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so you came all the way from the bedroom, which was right around the corner. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So, to start out, we are starting a tradition on the show where the guest gets to pick their favorite drink of all time. It can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, hot, cold, from a different country, preferably not because that's a little harder for me to get. But whatever it is, (laughs) tell me before you're going to be on the show and I will try to get it and we will drink it together on the show. So... Nathan, what yeah. drink did you choose? I felt like I should have chose something a little bit, you know, more daring. More daring? Yeah. Than what you chose? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just, just to be strong like, and just, daring. Just to give you a little bit of a challenge. Uh, no, but so like one of my favorite drinks is whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. So that's what we're drinking today. Yes. That tastes awesome. Yes, and you actually made them <laughs> for yes, us. Yes, yeah, I did all the hard work. Yes. Wait a second. Um, so how did you make it? <laughs> with whiskey. <laughs> yes, but no, you you made it a very special way, a way that you only like. Yes. Well, I like it as well. See, so I like whiskey, egg whites, lemon juice, and I love to put some bitters on mm, top. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, Gives you did a, a nice very taste. wonderful job, so cheers to you being on the show. Cheers. Long clink, because it'll be loud. Woo. Cheers. So the next, not really tradition, but just thing we're going to start doing on the show um right at the very beginning uh will be a zodiac sign comparison okay so yeah not not because it's real or whatever it's just to see how accurate it is sure and people can get to know you a little bit better yeah and it's just fun i don't know it's just fun that's cool so when is your birthday may 6th may 6th so that makes you a taurus Mm mm-hmm So, I looked up some of the positive traits of Tauruses. Cool. And, um... positive. What do you mean? Yeah, that's what you think. Um, no. So, we're just going to see if they're on point, not so on point. Um, yeah. Just for fun. Sure. So, some of your positive traits include being very practical. Mm -hmm. Would you say you're very practical? Yeah. I would say that as well. Yeah, you're very, um, you know, you don't... Yeah, you're just very practical. I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know either. Sure. Um, very artistic. I would, mm-hmm. I would say that's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're very creative with your hands. Um, you're very good with, you know, graphic design. and Yeah. So you're, very <laughs> you're just nodding your head. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? 
um, very stable and trustworthy. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I trust I you completely. You're very um, mentally stable, for sure. Um, generous. You're very generous. I would say you're always putting other people before yourself. Loyal. Absolutely. You're probably one of the most loyal people I've ever met. Now, moving on to the negative traits. Okay. This list will be small. Um, that's what you think. <laughs> um, no. So, you're known to be very stubborn. Yeah. That's, yes. That's for sure. That yeah. is absolutely I don't know. True. Is that like a, is that like a zodiac sign thing? Or that's just sort of like a human trait? I mean, we're just going off of what this unknown website I used is, okay. is said about this sign. Yeah. And we're just seeing if it's accurate, just just for fun. Why not? It's all just for fun. Sure. Just for shits and giggles. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I would agree that you're very stubborn. But you're stubborn in a good and a bad way. Like, you're very passionate and very set in your ways when it comes to what you want to do yeah well sometimes that's a good thing and i guess sometimes Definitely. it's a bad thing yeah you know, yeah so. so i think that's both a positive and um a negative indecisive is another trait which i think is very on point but that's just me oh come on you're indecisive as well so yes but it's frustrating I because just blame it on tours but both of us are indecisive so it makes it very hard like earlier i'm like Oh, do you do you want a big bag it's of not, ice or do you want a little no, it's not, a little cup of ice? You're like, oh, I don't know, whatever you're feeling. Like, no, just fuck, just fucking pick one. It's not that I'm indecisive. It's just like I don't care, you know. It's just like the little things I don't sweat. Right. No, that's good. It's good you not know? to sweat the small stuff. But I try not to sweat the small stuff either. Well, but, so but, we just, okay. <laughs> this is gonna be a very real podcast. Um. Uh. The last negative one it says you're liable to be lazy. Would you say that's a true statement? You know, I like my lazy days, like anybody. Yeah. You know, lazy Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, lazy Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Fridays. <laughs> lazy, lazy <laughs> every any, any day that ends in Y. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, I I think that yes, you do have your lazy days, but I think we all do, and you're not one to take a lazy day every day. I think you you work very hard, and then when it's time for you to rest, you don't. I do it properly. You, yeah, you do <laughs> it. Like, yeah. Exactly. And, but it's well-deserved. It's earned. Your laziness is earned. And yeah. I wouldn't say it's laziness. It's like recuperation time. Yeah. Um, like yeah, exactly. Hmm. So coming to your lucky numbers, oh, okay. what it, what do you say is your lucky number? Um, my lucky number is six. That is very interesting because this unknown website that I am using for this information yeah. says that your lucky number is also six. Hey, there you go. And then they actually quizzed me earlier. That's oh, funny. oh, really? Okay, this yes, unknown yeah. website. Um, mm-hmm. they're getting a lot of um, what is it called? Advertisement right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. The the website that has no. <laughs> the website that has no. I just yeah. don't remember it. Um, fifteen, twenty-four, thirty-three. 42 and 51. Oh, that's so weird. All of these numbers, if you add them together, equal 6. So, like, 15, 1 plus 5 is 6. 24, 2 plus 4 is 6. Wow. 33, 42, 51, all, they all equal 6. That's... And that is actually your lucky number. That's uh, pretty crazy. I don't know if that's, like, a coincidence. <laughs> so somebody's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do that. Gonna, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of, like, cheating, the, the, right? Because the, they all equal yeah, 6. Yeah, that's their lucky number. Uh, but that is pretty interesting that that is actually your so lucky number. And it's the day that you're ticket? born, I, I guess. Just, like, use all those numbers. You yeah. could be freaking rich. Yeah. Mm, well, yeah. Share that's, some with me. Like you were saying, that's um, that's the day that I was born. That's why it's, like, my lucky number. That's so cool. My lucky number seven. I wasn't born on the seventh. I just yeah. like the number seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, just like how I like the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. I just, no, that, that's a story. But this isn't about me. Yeah. So your compatible signs include Virgos, Cancers, Pisces, that this all means nothing to you, and Capricorns, which is what I am. So you're in the right place, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you're like, I don't think so. Um, and then famous Taurus personalities include William Shakespeare. Cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah. he was a very artistic guy. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Another Aussie, sure, right? Yeah. yeah. David Beckham. Ooh. Uh, yeah. No. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any feelings towards him. So okay. I, okay. Sure, but like it's you a, do, yeah. It? No. Psh, no feelings at all. And then um, is it Adolf? Adolf or Adolf? How do you say it? I think it's Adolf. 
I'm pretty sure everyone knows what you're getting at. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's Hitler, and, and he's also a Taurus, so um, take that w- uh, yeah. with what you will. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for comparing me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on. You moved here from Australia, right? That, I did. And that is your home. Do you yes. miss it? What, what was it like leaving your home to come to a completely new country that you've never been to before? Had, had you been here before? Um, yeah, so I'd been here once. Um, I'd been down to Florida with my family on a vacation, and that was in 2012. And that was, we were only here for a couple of weeks, but I'd never been to Los Angeles before. Los Angeles is my first time. And yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Melbourne and spent all my life there and grew up there. And yeah, I uh, I just wanted to study acting. So Why? Why acting? Acting just really inspired me. And it was, I started at a later age than a lot of people that normally do when they get into this industry. And I don't know, like there was just something about it that just drew me to it you know I just it's calling and I love acting because I just want to inspire people you know I just want to make something that inspires somebody to not become an actor or not to do something great you know just just to go on with their day-to-day lives like to want more in their job to want more for their family to want more in their own life you know and not just sort of have that mediocre lifestyle absolutely yeah so I just want to inspire people I just really want to uh do my best to be, you know, held in that regard. And what made you decide that acting was what you wanted to pursue? I mean, did you act as a child? Did you act in school? <laughs> um, no, I never acted as a child, like, although my parents would disagree. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my uh, acting started, I did, like, a little class in high school, a drama class, and I was really the only one that paid attention. And then the class got cut in high school because there wasn't enough participants. Wow. So then I didn't act for, I don't know, what, like three, four years. And I'm really good, like, building and, and construction and everything like that. So I thought about getting into um, set design. I wanted to build sets for theater productions and film and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't know anybody in the industry, and I wanted to meet some people and maybe eventually, like, find a way in. So I took a uh, acting course. It was one day a week for you know two hours and it was six week course eight week course something like that and yeah after the first two classes I was like yeah this is what I want to do this is this is like the next stage of my life so I submitted to schools in Australia submitted to schools in Los Angeles and I was lucky enough to get accepted in both countries and I thought you know why not come to Los Angeles learn from the people that are in the industry and working in the industry have studied from, you know, other great minds and great actors and, and sort of gained their knowledge, sort of like, and then network with people as well and just sort of like kill two birds with one stone. I don't know if that makes any sense. That's what Definitely. sort of like drew me to coming to Los Angeles instead of staying in Australia and studying and acting there. Yeah, that's awesome. And were your parents supportive of this? Did they uh, help you move out here? Yeah, my parents... My parents had their doubts, um, not not so much as doubts as like my capability, but just doubts with in um, the industry, knowing that it's a tough mm. industry and it's really hard to get into. There's so many people that want to break into it and, you know, sort of make a name for themselves, and they they want to be one of the greats as well. And so my parents were always just cautious for me. I was very ambitious as a child, mm. and, and yeah, you know, still mm. still am. <laughs> um. But no, they were always supportive. They were always behind me, and I I sat them down and I told them like, "This is really what I want to do. This is something that just is pulling me towards it." Mm-hmm. And I couldn't explain it, and I couldn't. You really... had this gut feeling yeah. that this was it. This yeah, was just, your passion, it, and this was it. This was yeah. your calling. Amazing. So when you got out here, was it what you expected? Was it a culture shock? Did you fit in? You know, elaborate a little bit on on LA for the first time. Yeah. Um, LA was really cool. LA is really different. Um, I love LA cause there's always something to do. You know, there's, it's always like, it's always happening. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You can go out and get a drink or go listen to a live band or, you know, just go to a museum or go for a walk or just, you know, shops and it's crazy. I love this place. Um, 
but it definitely wasn't what I expected. Mm. I expected a little more. Uh, a little cleaner. Being, little. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like being, the movies. Yeah, being the industry that surrounds this city, you think, okay, you, you hold it in such a high regard, you know, and, and Melbourne, where I'm from, is so great in my eyes. Like, it's nice and clean. There's, you know, great city. There's lots of stuff to do. I don't know. I guess I was just comparing it to that. And mm. it just fell short a little bit, but I still love Los Angeles. Yeah, it's great. And you knew this is where you needed to be to do what you want to do. Yeah, this is so I needed to make it happen. And I met a lot of amazing people along the way, um, some lifelong friends that I've made. And, and yeah, I just keep doing that every day. Every day I always meet somebody new. It's changes my life in a certain way or gives me a new perspective. So it's really cool. It is. LA is full of characters, full of people from different walks of life. I mean, you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I think you just need to be kind to everyone you meet because you don't know who they are. And yeah. and not be kind because you're looking to get something out of it, but just be kind because that could be a connection that you're going to make yeah. or you're going to impact that person's day. And, and I mean, it's, it's hard out there in LA. It, it can be a struggle. Yeah, it so, definitely is. Yeah. yeah. It definitely is. So was there ever a time... You ever considered going home and just calling it quits? Yeah, like uh, every other week. <laughs> <laughs> every day I wake up. Yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> Look, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. And, um, yeah, I've always had these thoughts that just sort of come into my head every now and then. It just, you know, questions your ability and your, your skill and your talent and everything that you have and everything that you are. And, yeah, I always think about you know, oh, am I doing, am I making the right choice? Am I doing the right thing? You know, it's a struggle out here. If I go home, it could be easier, you know, easier. I could have a better life for myself maybe and who knows, maybe, what if, what if, what if, what if. But that same what if is what made me come out here in the first place. Mm. You know, I, uh, I got accepted into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and I, if I didn't take it, if I didn't come and, and jump on this train and, and, make this my path then I would have been thinking for years to come what if what know, if exactly you'd always be wondering so you had to take that leap yeah so you know it's difficult and it's hard to do but yeah this is uh something I knew I wanted to do so and yeah. you're here you're doing it I'm trying I'm here <laughs> trying my best I'm doing what I <laughs> so can that, that's all you can do yeah was there ever a time or was there ever a significant event that happened that really made you consider just giving up? You know, maybe, maybe not just giving up the career, but just giving up being here altogether? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a few of those, actually. Um, so the first one, I came out to Los Angeles in September 2014. I started school, I was in school all the way up until December, finished my first semester, then we had a... Uh, what was it? Uh, winter break. Summer break. Winter break? Winter break, yeah, because you guys are backwards. Anyway, <laughs> I still get confused. Um, so it was winter break, Christmas time, and I got really sick, probably about like my last week of school when I was doing my finals. And um, yeah, it just sort of like snowballed and went downhill and went downhill. You know, it started as just normal cold and sniffle and sinuses and all that sort of stuff. And then just went, got worse and worse and worse. And then I couldn't speak, I couldn't swallow, I couldn't talk, talk and speak is all the same thing. Um, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, see, I couldn't even do it now. <laughs> and so it doesn't matter if I stick on it. You're still sick, go home. Yeah, and then it just got worse and worse. And so I had booked a trip over to Toronto, because that's where my dad's from. And I've still got uncles and aunts over there and cousins and family and everybody else. And so I went there, I was there for maybe, what, maybe like four or five days or something. Christmas happened, I was sick, I was in bed. Um, I started getting like uncontrollable shivers, I started hallucinating, I could barely lift myself out of bed. I was just a mess. I couldn't do anything, I just slept pretty much like 20 hours of the day. And it got to the day after Christmas, or two days after Christmas, where... I, uh, I was still not doing any good. This was after like two weeks. I was taking antibiotics and I've done all this other stuff. I'd already went to the doctors. The doctors said that like I was just sort of dehydrated. 
Um, and that was it. Then they sent me home. So I was at, at uh, my uncle's house. And then we called the uncle nurse. And they were like talking to me. And they're like, yeah, you need to get him to the hospital now. Take him now. So I got in the car. We drove an hour and a half back. I just was uncontrollable shakes the entire time on the car ride there. And they take me in. They, they wheel me into the uh, doctor's examining room. They're like, he starts checking me out. He starts taking like blood pressure and temperatures and all that other stuff. And then he leaves the room and then comes back like five minutes later. Grabs a wheelchair, wheels me straight into the ER. And I noticed that there was somebody already in the emergency room that they had pushed out into the hallway on the bed to make room for me because they didn't have any more empty spots. And they connected me up to all these machines and started taking blood tests and asking me all these questions. And I don't know, I was in there for about maybe an hour, two hours. And yeah, it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I, uh, I didn't know this until after I came out of the hospital that the doctors had come back to my uncle and girlfriend at the time and everything. And they'd said that um, they, would, they need to get my parents on the phone from Australia. They want my parents to talk to me because I've only got give or take 24 hours to live. Mm-hmm. And so the doctors gave me a timeline. They gave me like, yeah, it's 24 hours. He's probably not going to make it. And they didn't tell me this at the time because it probably, I understand, like it probably affects my recovery rate and all that sort of stuff. So um, my parents like flew down the next flight to Canada and they were there pretty much the next night, next morning. And yeah, I, uh, doctor started to do tests, you know, I had, they found out what was wrong with me. I had, um, I had a disease called Lemire syndrome, which was like one of the worst diseases that I have. And it's, um, very rare. It happens to about one in a million people yeah. and it's, uh, blood clotting in the body. Your body just starts like blood clotting for, for no reason. And um, there's no cause, no, there's like, no, nothing you did. There's nothing this. I did. It's just, it just happened. happened. They said it happens to like guys that are in their ages of like 20 to 30 who are healthy who are active and it just happens wow and um so i started blood clotting and then one of my jugular veins was 100 percent blocked and then the other jugular vein was 50 percent blocked so the blood was like going to my brain but it wasn't didn't have enough like passageway to filter away from my brain so i had a lot of pressure around my brain uh, they said it was like i didn't have a stroke my heart rate was up to 180 just sitting in the chair so they're like lucky you didn't have a heart attack um and you were how old were you at this time i was what 21 22 that's crazy yeah um so then like i also had like tonsillitis and then i had had poison in the blood which was shutting down my kidneys and my liver and my heart and all my vital organs and then the um it would have killed me that's why they gave me 24 hours to live but there was a doctor in the blood room that was traveling from Europe that had seen this disease once before in a 13-year-old girl who died from it. And he was there in the hospital at the time that I was there. And he got this paperwork that came through his desk and he knew straight away. He's like, this is what it is. We need to treat him for this, this, and this. And none of the other doctors knew. They just believed his word. And yeah, one thing led to another. And... I'm still around, so... That's amazing. So he just happened to be at this hospital... Yeah. ...and had dealt with a similar case. Yeah. And if he hadn't have been there, I mean, you you might have yeah. died. Yeah, there was a good chance that I would have died, yeah. And then, so, like, I was in the hospital for a month. I um, had, like, what, three CAT scans, two MRIs, seven X-rays. This was know. all during Christmas time. Yeah, Christmas time, New Year's Eve. You just you know. moved to L.A. Yeah, I had two operations. I, um... Yeah, I had three blood tests every day. I had pleurisy, um, which was, like, fluid around the lungs. So, like, it restricted my breathing. So I had to have, like, a back tube put in as well. And that was excruciating. Anybody that goes through that, oh, it's horrible. So, you know, I spent a month in there. And then you had to go home, right? Yeah. Then I then I had to go home. Well, then I spent a month in the hospital. Came out of hospital for two weeks. And then... I was on home care where a nurse came and gave me antibiotics every day. And then I was cleared to fly. So I flew back to Australia, 
Then I was admitted into hospital for another week in Australia where they did more tests on me, more x-rays, more blood tests, more everything. And then, yeah, I was on blood thinners for, I don't know, maybe three months afterwards and kept doing checkups and everything went back to normal. So I spoke to the doctor from Australia um, about a year ago and she said that they still do seminars on me because um, nobody knows anything about this disease. So yeah. How to prevent it, what yeah. caused it. What caused that's, it, you know, the so symptoms scary and things to like not that. know, so, yeah. Yeah, they, they do seminars for, like, new doctors coming in. Wow, that's incredible. Well, you pulled through and you're still here, but that must have been so hard for you. You just moved to L.A. I mean, that... That took courage. That that must have been scary. You left your home. You left everything you knew to move to this new country. Then you, not long after moving there, you had to leave it because you almost died. What was that like, having to go back home? I mean, did you, was there ever a moment where you just thought, well, th- this is a sign. I just need to just stay here. I, I wasn't meant to be in L.A. Or did you still know in your heart that this that you needed to go back and finish what you started? Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking, you know. It was, it was a really scary time for me at that time. Um, I was devastated. It just sort of threw me through the ringer. And I couldn't believe that I had gone through this. And it was, I just wanted to get back to school. I wanted to continue on. I didn't want to stop. And I was just, for days and days and days, I'd be like crying in bed. Just because I couldn't get out. I couldn't move. I couldn't go back to school like everybody else was going back to school. And then... I, uh, I went back to Australia and I had to go back to Australia for a year. I was there for a year before I came back. And it's just, it was hard, you know. It was, it was really hard keeping up with friendships, um, seeing everybody on social media and going through school. And, you know, I would have been a year behind everybody as well. And, and so that was a really hard time for me. That was something that... Discouraging. Yeah, you know, that really sort of set me back and, and gave, me, gave me a reality check. And I didn't know if I wanted to go back. I didn't know. It was just sort of that, well, should I? You know, maybe this happened for a reason and maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should just come back and stay in Australia. But through all that, I came back out anyway. <laughs> so. Because you knew this is what you were meant to do? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I, I just had this, this burning desire to come and do this. So. And were your parents supportive of that or were they oh yeah a little apprehensive because you had just almost died no 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 my parents like especially after that time they were you need you have to go back there's no other question Finish what you You started you you need to finish absolutely and so you did Mm -hmm. come back a year later so then you were behind yeah i came back in um january 2016 and then i was behind a year from everybody i started with but i was still really good friends with everybody and uh, one of my best friends, Grisha, I moved in with him and we had a place together. And, and so you thought everything was back to normal when you were back. Everything yeah. was going great. You were back in a routine. Mm-hmm. You were living with your best friend. Every yeah. You were healthy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was back to normal and I was back in school and back where I wanted to be. And well, myself and Grisha, we moved into a two-bedroom apartment end of February, beginning of March. And um, so, yeah, we just moved into an apartment and... It was great. We were there for about two weeks, and Grisha and a couple other people from the school went on spring break, you know, driving down to Vegas for a couple nights down in spring break. And so I get a text message from Grisha the night before, you know, and he left me a note, and it was so awesome, so cool. And then I didn't hear from him. So I went to bed, got up, went to school the next morning, and started my rehearsals for my play that I was doing, and then I got numerous calls from one of my friends Michael and he just kept calling me and calling me and calling me and he was one of the guys on the trip and I, I, I sent him a message I'm like man I, I can't answer you right now and he's like no it's an emergency you need to like go outside so I went outside and I gave him a call and I'm like look what's going on he said that on their way to Vegas the car had run off the road and it flipped into a ditch and that's um yeah, that everybody was in hospital, but he he got told that Grisha didn't make it. Um, yeah, and that's this just sort of like, I mean, yeah, sort of like threw me around again. 
you know, um, I'd only been back for about two months. Wow. And, and, and you were already trying to remain positive and strong after what you'd already gone through and you're trying to stay focused on school and then another thing happens. Yeah. We didn't know really what happened. I didn't believe him at first. What? You thought he might still be yeah, alive. Yeah, I thought he'd still be alive. You know, maybe he's just in really bad shape, but he's still alive. It couldn't just... In my mind, it couldn't be true. Hmm. But, unfortunately, it was. So, yeah, Grisha passed away on 29th of March. I was devastated. I was just... Yeah. And you were living with him at the time. So yeah. you were living in an apartment alone now. Mm-hmm. With someone... I mean, he, he was not going to come back. Yeah, what, no. what was that like? Was, Did you stay living there? I was I was living there for probably about another month. Yeah, it was it was it really, must have been so hard. It was really tough. It was really difficult. He had all of his stuff there and I was in the other room and it was just like waking up every morning and seeing his stuff. Mm. You know. And just sort of like knowing that he wasn't coming back. And the way the way that I put it was when you have an older relative that's ill and you you can kinda like brace yourself for the end you know you kind of like okay you know it's coming i know it's coming eventually it's going to happen and i can sort of make stop making peace with it now say what i need to say and you know when it happens and they lived a good life yeah Yeah, you know when it happens they lived a full long life but when you lose somebody unexpectedly it's so young yeah it's just the worst you know he wasn't he wasn't even 21. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, and then he... Um, because he's from... He's not from here. No, he's from Germany. He's from Munich in Germany, and his dad and sister came down, and they're they're amazing. I love them to death. Um, and I couldn't imagine how difficult it is on them. And that family's gone through so much. And they went through some of his stuff, and they left, and then I flew down to Germany for the funeral. And so I was there for the funeral, and I met all of his friends, and his friends are just amazing people, you know, and they're, they're my friends now, too, and I consider them friends and family, and they're just amazing. They brought me in like one of their own. It was just phenomenal. I, yeah, couldn't explain it. You know, it's, it's I can't express it in words, and I love them all so much, and I love his family so much, and yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice moment to be there. I was there for the funeral. Um, Maybe that's what you needed. Maybe mm. you needed to be there to to be closer to him and, and to meet his friends and, and now you have this this family out there that will that will always be there for you. Yeah. And they are. You mm. know, I mean you you decided that you plan to go back there every year. Yeah. Okay? We went there this past March. Yeah, so I've been there three times now. Um so I plan to plan to go there every March. Which is it's just something for me. Not really, not really something for anybody else. It's just like I'd love to be with him, you know, on that day that it happened and just yeah. sort of hang out, you know. And yeah, so we go back every March and they're so welcoming and they're so amazing. I love, I love them. I love them to death. I'd do anything for any one of them. And then, yeah, came back from Germany. The girlfriend that I was with at the time, we had a falling out. So we broke up. And then at the same time, my grandmother had passed away. On the day of Grisha's memorial service. So it was just like within a span of like a week, two weeks. It just my whole life had just gone up in flames. Yeah, crashed. Yeah. And you had just went through your sickness and yeah. recovering from that. Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you come back from that? I mean, was there a time where you... You felt like you weren't going to be able to. I mean, what what did you do to pick yourself back up again? Yeah, um, I started drinking a lot. Mm. Um, I got really dark for a long time, and you know, I definitely had depression come about and just sort of like hid away in my own little bubble. Yeah, I just sort of like forced myself to get out. I had to like get out and hang out with people, go and get lunch. You know, go to a go to a play, go to a movie, just go and hang out at some friend's house. You know, even if you don't do anything, just get out. Just you you have to force yourself out of that routine because you do you you fall into a routine and you fall into a rut and you think it's okay, but it's not. It's not helping you. It's not bettering you for the future. 
It's just it's just dragging you back, dragging you back. So all that hard work that you've put in to get yourself where you are, you're just falling behind, Wasted. falling behind, falling behind. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's that willpower. You know, you have to look at yourself and sort of give yourself a kick, and that's what I did. And was acting an outlet for you? Did did that help you mm. get through these hard times? No. Did you no? Not really. No. Yeah. Um, Acting is great. I love acting to death. But at the time, I didn't really have acting. I wasn't really doing anything. I had some time off school. Um, no, so it was just my friends. Like, friends that really were there for me. Um, friends, that, yeah, friends and family. Hmm. Definitely. Was what sort of... Pulled you out of pulled it. Pulled me out of it, yeah. Just that support is what I really needed. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for... Going so deep, I know yeah. those very no, of course. emotional experiences, of but course. I mean, you, you came out on top and... Exactly. You know, I, I owe it to myself. I owe it to Grisha. I owe it to anybody listening that I can help out or, you know, give some sort of hope or shed some light on. So, yeah, I owe it to everybody else instead of myself. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Is there any advice you would give to others out there who who have also maybe dealt with similar obstacles or gone through similar experiences that are feeling depressed or anxious right now like what what would your advice to them be to to pick themselves back up again and, and stay strong despite yeah. those things um uh you feel like it's the end of the world right now but it does change it's not always going to be like this and like I said, your friends, listen to music, you know, watch some movies. Take time to do the things that make you happy. Take time, you know, take time to sort of check in with yourself and know, okay, this isn't good for myself and be, and be aware of that, you know, so. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. So on to happier topics. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your ultimate dream role lord or what's a type of movie that you would love to be in oh um i'd love to be a superhero you know i'd love yes. to be in a superhero movie but i feel like all the good ones are taken i know probably a lot of comic book yeah, guys but you know like, they've been oh, doing a lot of remakes lately they'll probably yeah. do another one how many spider-mans are uh, there <laughs> i don't know if i want to be a remake guy but yeah um so i'd love to be in a superhero movie i'd love to be in a war movie mm, okay in a war film, you know, uh, something like Saving Private Ryan or Pearl Harbor or, yeah, you know, some of the greats, Black Hawk Down. So, like, badass, that. like, yeah. fighter movies. Yeah, something really cool, you know? Yeah, um, that, in, that inspires people to find their strength yeah. and take a stand. Okay. Yeah. That's be, cool. be really awesome. Um, and then I'd love to be in a film, I don't know if many people have seen it, but there's a film with uh, Ryan Reynolds called Buried. Where it's just buried. him, it's, yeah, it's just him in a coffin for the entire film. Oh yeah, I think you told me. About yeah, this. and he's buried alive. It's just him the whole movie. Yeah, kind of so, like 127 hours with James Franco. Yeah, but there's like yeah. a few other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just buried alive, and that's a great film. Go and check it out. It's one of my one of my best from. So movie. you want to be in a movie where it's like just you? Yeah, primarily. Just, yeah, yeah, I know that sounds like really selfish. No, no, but but that's hard. I mean, to yeah. to carry a story like just relying on yourself and mm. your acting abilities mm-hmm. to to get that story across that's what's well, difficult just trying to like captivate the audience and keep them engaged for you know an hour and a half two hours right it's like one person amazing. show yeah yeah it'd be really cool is there any project you've been working on lately that you can tell us about yeah so there is i uh i was lucky enough to be part of a project called rubaru Rubaru, what does that mean? Rubaru means uh, face-to-face. It's a Hindi word for face-to-face. Okay. And it's about a guy who's battling with mental illness and the struggles and challenges and things that come with mental illness. And, you know, trying, as we were talking about, trying not to stay in that dark rut and lift yourself out of it. So, yeah, uh, I play a guy named Charles. And Charles, yeah, Charles, <laughs> Charles, <laughs> and yeah, it was an awesome. We had such an amazing cast, amazing crew, amazing crew. I can't 
thank these guys enough. They're phenomenal. I don't know. Each one of them are going to be huge successes in the future. It's, it's phenomenal. But yeah, so we filmed uh, for a month, a full-length feature film. We're going to submit it to Sundance, Toronto Film Festivals, all the other big film festivals in America and around, around the world. Um, we just dropped the teaser a week or two ago. And then they're going to have a trailer coming out, hopefully within the beginning of next year. And then we hope to have the film ready by around April. That's so, so exciting. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Was that hard for you to take on a role like that? I mean, did it bring up past emotions for you? Or were you able to, to really channel that and use your past experiences to develop the character and bring it to life? Yeah, it was, it was tough. In some regards, you know, um, I did definitely use some of my previous experiences and some of my struggles to bring that character and that emotion and make it authentic. But at the same time, I had never really been in that state of mind as a point of where Charles was. And, and mental illness is, is a huge range of, of different emotions and different stages and, and everything so I had never personally been as far as he was but I had to channel it and go through it so I did a lot of research I did a lot of like you know talking to a lot of people that had been in that position and had been there and and just sort of you did your homework channeled it yeah and then and made it as real as I could that's incredible yeah well we will definitely be looking forward to seeing check that. it out yeah yes cool. Ruber the movie it's on Instagram right uh, yeah, River of the Movie. It's on Instagram. Facebook, all that Facebook, stuff. Facebook, all the fun stuff. IMDb, go and check yes, it out. You can throw the link down below in the, <laughs> in the comments. Yeah, no, we can we can definitely, um, because I think it's going to be a very inspirational movie. And I met some of the crew and with Nathan, Marco, the director, everyone. I think it's going to be an incredible project. And I would love yeah. for people to become yeah more well that was in... that was our main goal in doing this project was just to get mental awareness out there you know and, and make it talked about it's don't be frightened of it it's it's a real thing and it's a real problem and we need everybody to stop shying away from the hard discussion yeah or feeling ashamed to talk about it exactly no exactly. it needs it needs to be talked about suicide needs to be talked about that's that's part of the reason why i started this podcast to bring awareness to these topics and that yes it it's hard and it sucks at times but we're not alone yeah. and we're if if you feel alone in your struggle and and if you're dealing with a mental illness and you feel like oh you know i i need to hide this i need to keep it a secret you don't there are other people out there who are struggling and you don't have to struggle in silence and you don't have to think that this is it that that, that that's the end for you it, it's not i mean right here with nathan myself we've both we've both struggled and we've both gotten ourselves out of it but it takes work and I think that's the thing that I, I want to focus on on this show primarily is that there are struggles and, and there are people out there dealing with mental illness, but it doesn't need to hinder you. It doesn't need to keep you from going after your dreams. You don't have to stay in the dark. There are people out there that can help you and there are different things you can do to, to stay on track and to stay positive. So... Yeah, I mean, what what is an advice? What is some advice you would give to someone right now on how to stay positive and grounded along their own journey? What worked for you? Yeah, just um, you know, stick stick to your hobbies. Just really, really work towards things that make you happy. You know, and it's a it's a struggle. Be around friends as much as you can. Even though you don't want to, you know, you just want to be alone. You just want to be by yourself. But surround yourself with other people. Those people are the ones that will pull you out of it. And before you know it, you'll be in a better place. You you won't even be thinking about it. You'll just be there. So, yeah, definitely surround yourself with good company. It really, really helps. Definitely. That's great advice. And then is there any advice you'd give to anyone out there contemplating leaving their own home and 
moving to a different country or state or wherever to go after their own dream. <laughs> yeah. How do you find that courage? Uh, yeah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Um, just Shia LaBeouf that shit. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Um, I really don't know how to answer that question for anybody. Everybody's sort of got to answer that question on their own. Mm. And if you're if you're feeling it in your gut, just just do it. Exactly. Shell yeah. <laughs> buff. Yeah, you killed it. Uh, yeah. If you're feeling it, just just, just do go it. With it. Yeah, because if you don't at least try it, then like you said, you're always going to be wondering. You might yeah. as well just take the leap. Don't be that guy, that woman, that anybody. <laughs> that, <laughs> that baby, that dog. You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't, don't be that, and 20 years down the line, you're going to be like... Damn, I really what, wish I would have done this. What if I did this? that, you know? What if I went to China and made toys? Like, what if I... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, if that's your dream, you know, go no, make What if toy. I went to Austria and became an Olympic skier? What if? I don't know. Just, just... Yes. You got to do it. Is that Eddie the Eagle reference right there? I don't think he'd go to Austria, though. <laughs> oh, no, but he was an Olympic skier. That's a great yeah. movie as well. You should check that out. Uh, Did he go to Austria? He went. He went somewhere because he couldn't do it in his own country. Yeah. Anyways, Eddie the Eagle, check it out. So yes, <laughs> getting getting to that, we're, I know you have to uh, get going, but we're going to finish up with your some of your favorite things. So what is a favorite movie of yours that inspires you? Oh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. So it's a okay. Killer movie. Love it. Love DiCaprio. Love every. Love Jonah Hill. Such an amazing film. It's kind of inspirational, but at the same time, it's, like, really dark. No, and, no, and it, it is. It's a story. I mean, he he's very, <laughs> he's a real person that ended up being very successful. So, yeah. yeah. And then got it all taken away from him. <laughs> and, then, and then had to start from the bottom, but he just kept, I mean, that's that's someone right well, there yeah. that just well, now, kept going. Now he does motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of, like, motivational speaking to help people. Yeah. You know, so, I love that movie. That movie's phenomenal. It's great. It's one of my favorites. What is something you have to do every day? <laughs> like a hobby, a routine, you know, you wake up, you have to have a cup of coffee, something like that. What's something I have to do every day? Uh, listen to music. Hmm. A specific type of music or just music in general? No, just music in general. At least listen to, like, one song. What one, song? Yeah, one, one, like, full song from beginning to end I have to do every day. I don't, I don't know it sounds like, okay, that's kind of a cop-out, but no, listening to one song a day is... Yeah, I mean, that can pick you pick yourself up with mm-hmm. listening to a song. Yeah. Is there a specific song you listen to, or it can just be any song? Just any song. Okay. Just, just really any song. Like, you know, I love new songs that are coming out. Certain new songs, not all new songs. Um, What's your favorite song in the world? Do you have a favorite? <sighs> My favorite? I, I don't. I really don't. That's such a hard question for me. Um, I sort of like go with the times mm. and whatever. Okay, like, right now, like what it. But but what? like right now, cause I just we just went and seen like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. So like on my mind is just Queen, 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 <laughs> Queen, Queen. So <laughs> I can't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think of any other song right now. Like all I can think about is it's Queen. Queen. You know? We've definitely had Queen on repeat. If you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Go see it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, Queen's fantastic. And then, Fans you know, the other new song fantastic. we've been listening to is, like, Panic at Disco, Greatest Show. Yes, this is the greatest show. <laughs> you sing for us? I told you. This will be a show of lots of sing, singing and talking, <laughs> mostly singing. No, okay. yeah, we're huge Greatest Showman fans, and they're coming out with a Greatest Showman reimagined playlist. Yeah, it's really um, cool. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they expected, like, the writers of the show and the music, they expected it to be so... Well received. It really has been, so everybody wants to jump on board, so it's really Yes, cool. I think it got snubbed at the Oscars, but that's just me. That could be a whole other episode. Mm, <laughs> politics. Yes, no. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming all the way from bedrooms. <laughs> it was a little struggle, but the, we did it. Yes, you hobbled your way here. Yeah. But thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it, it can be tough bringing up the past and mm. things that you've gone through, but I... I really commend you for that. Yeah, thanks. And I wish you the best of luck. We will definitely be looking forward to seeing Rubaru. It's coming out, guys. Rubaru the movie. Yes. Check it out. And I'm sure we'll have you back on here eventually one day. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you personally for 
being such a big help on this project. Of course. Nathan designed the logo. He printed out the logo on a big poster (laughs) board that's now on our wall. He helped me put up this curtain. We, We built this little podcast room in our living room. He helped set up the whole thing, and he's just been very supportive of this dream of mine. Of he, he really can do anything, and I'm very grateful that you're mine. Of course. <laughs> any any reason to help somebody else, like this podcast does, you know, to help other people is a great reason. So well, thank I'm you. always on, on board. We love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Hello, dears. Welcome to Game Time with Grammy. My wonderful granddaughter Zany is letting me have my very own segment on the show. I will be flying all the way here from Indiana each week to be on the show and play little games with her guest. So this week, I am so blessed to be able to play the game with her own boyfriend, Nathan. <laughs> so, Nathan, before we get started, what are your intentions with my granddaughter? <laughs> bad. All bad. Oh, oh, I feel like maybe we should say a prayer before we, oh. we get this this game started. Prayer's not going to help us oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, Lord, help us. All right, well, my my granddaughter did forbid me to pray on this episode. Um, she said some people might be offended. So <laughs> I guess we will, we will just get started, Nathan. Are yeah. you ready to play the game? I was born ready. Let's make this born happen. Born ready? Oh, he's so enthusiastic. This, this poor lad <laughs> stuck with my granddaughter. Um, all right, so today's game, my granddaughter invented this, and she wanted me to emphasize that the reason we're playing this game is to honor a man named Stan Lee. I'm not quite sure who this man is. Um, who, who is he, Nathan? Yeah, he's the creator of uh, Marvel. Marvel? Isn't that Marvel my granddaughter's comics. dog's name? <laughs> yeah, she named it after his comic books. Oh, wow. So, and he is no longer with us? No, unfortunately, he passed away. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so tragic. The legend. And we still can't say a prayer for him before we get started now. That's <laughs> not my podcast. Uh, oh, oh, I, well, rest in peace, dear Stanley. Um, <laughs> we will just we we want to honor him today. Yes. So we are going to be playing a game that my granddaughter has named Marvel Movie Mayhem. Oh, wow! That that's that's a nice name. Cool. Yes. Nice. So apparently the game will be me asking. Oh no no no! So I will be. Saying quotes from different Marvel movies, not Marvel comics. She thought that might be too difficult for you, dear. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I got no Yeah, idea. you're not a huge nerd like my sure. granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, she's no. a huge nerd. What a freak she is. Oh, don't tell her I said that. Um, but so <laughs> you will be guessing who, which superhero said the quote. Okay. If you get, and I will give you options. She, she's being oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, okay, yes, yes, yes. Cool. So I will tough. give you three choices. Mm-hmm. And if you get it right, yep. then you're good. Cool. But if you get it wrong, then you have to, so we have this little, this little jar here. It's called Bean Boozled, apparently. Bean Boozled Jelly Beans. Mm-hmm. And some of them taste really good, and some of them taste really, really bad. So, if you lose, if you get the question wrong, dear, then you have to eat the jelly bean. And it okay. might be good, it might be bad, so you might get lucky and you might not. Okay. So, But if you get it right, then apparently I have to eat the, the jelly bean. Cool. So, um, please get them right, dear, because I, I don't like nasty tasting things. Right. No, yeah. you want me to get them wrong. No, no, no. Uh, oh, no, right. No, no wrong. Oh, yes, <laughs> get them dear. Right, oh, then you I'm just... To. I'm so old and cool. tired. Yeah, yes, so that. please, Nathan, dear, for <laughs> me, please get them wrong. Got so it. you have to eat the jelly beans. It's not going to happen, lady. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, what <laughs> what nice manners you have. Let's go. This is war. Dating my granddaughter. This is war. Okay, let's just get started so we can get this over with. Should the first quote will be... Are you ready? Yeah, don't need a drum roll. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you want. No. So, the first quote. Mm. 
we know each other. He's a friend from work. Oh yeah. Was it Hulk? Low, low car, low, low key. Yeah. Low key or Thor? It was Thor. It was Easy. Thor. Oh, love that movie. Yes. Great. Yes. Eat that Correct. Oh, <laughs> I, I was about to get excited that you got it right. Eat it. Okay. Oh, it's white. So hopefully go. it'll taste like um. I don't know. Um, uh, it's uh, spoiled milk or coconut. Oh, I don't like try. either. So either way. Oh no, I, it's, I dropped it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Whoa, wait a second. Oh my goodness gracious, dear lord. Please help me. Um, oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> okay, put it in a glass. That was on the table. That was definitely spoiled milk, dear. Why would you do that to your grandmother? Yeah, so my grandma. Oh wait, well, it might be one day, dear, if you pop the question. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, we're gonna hopefully make them a little bit harder. So the next quote is: "Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I wouldn't catch it." Was oh. it? Well, I have to read the options, dear. <laughs> Was it Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy? Drax, the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy, or was it Ant Man from Ant Man? <laughs> it was Drax from Guardians that, of the Galaxy. That that that's correct. When uh, oh, eat it. God, oh, it's a green one. Maybe yeah. it'll be. A, I don't know. What do we? Oh, it's actually blue. Maybe um, cotton candy. One clippings or lime. Oh, this is booger or juicy pear. <sighs> Oh, it tastes like toothpaste. How is it? Is it toothpaste? <laughs> that's not. No, yeah, that's a blue one, though. Uh, Did you get a blue one? It looked a little blue. It looked like, the, yes. Like, well, then why are you. I that's not know. a good flavor you to- want. Toothpaste. The, the good flavor. It's toothpaste actually, was the bad one. Was actually, Blueberry was a good one. Oh, no. I actually quite like the taste of toothpaste, dear. I like, I like to have clean teeth. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that no, wasn't actually that head. bad of a loss for mm-hmm. me. Oh, okay, good. moving on to the next the next question. Yeah. Not everyone is meant to make a difference, but for me, the choice to lead an ordinary life is no longer an option. Was it Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, or Spider-Man, Tom Holland? Oh, what? Come on. There are many Spider-Mans, dear. I... I it wasn't my game. It was Zany's game. Uh, I quite like this toothpaste one. Uh, I'm gonna say Andrew Garfield. Uh, that is incorrect, dear. It was actually Tobey Maguire. What? Um, <laughs> but you need to eat the jelly bean right, here. Is this? Is this, uh, moldy cheese or caramel? Oh corn? my goodness gracious! Good luck I with like that, that one, dear. You're gonna get lucky, aren't you, you little shit? I mean, I'm so sorry. Mm, I don't know what that was. Oh, he spit it out. He can't handle it. Uh, yeah, and he, he, funny, funny side note, dears. The cup that he spit his jelly bean out in, in is actually an amazing Spider-Man glass. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what you get, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> what a disgrace. <laughs> Moving on to the next quote. Sometimes you got to run before you can walk. Was it Iron Man, Captain America, or Star-Lord, also known as Peter Quill. Um, I feel... And do not look at the iPad, dear. That's cheating. <laughs> You're cheating. I feel like that'd be like a Cap- Captain America quote. Eee! That was incorrect. What? It was actually Iron Man. He was what? actually in the first movie when he is trying on to shoot. Yes, he says, uh, sometimes you get to run before you can walk. He's a very ambitious lad, oh, run. isn't he? Oh, see, I, I heard it backwards. Oh. You, you you weren't very clear. Oh, oh well, I <laughs> sorry about that, dear. Yeah, I'm an 84-year-old woman. Oh, what is, what is it going to be? Um, dead fish or strawberry oh. banana smoothie? Oh, well, you know. It's strawberry banana smoothie. Wow, you lucky little thing, you. Winner. That tastes pretty good. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Moving on to the next quote. Sometimes when you cage the beast, the beast gets angry. Was it the Hulk, 
Wolverine or Thing from Fantastic Four. Sometimes when you cage the beast, oh, the beast gets angry. Um, I don't know who any of these people are, dear, so I can't help you at all. You said all. Hulk and you Hulk, said... Hulk, Wolverine, Wolverine, or Thing. Thing. I don't know what kind of superhero name that is, Thing. I'm going to say Wolverine. That is unfortunately correct. It is? It is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. So here nice. I'm Eat eating a multicolored jelly bean. That could either be stinky sharks or tutti frutti. I'm hoping it will be tutti frutti. Stinky dear. sock. Stinky sock. I mean, you know, like my husband's socks are very stinky. Socks. Uh, uh, they're very stinky socks <laughs> in this jelly bean. Can I have the Spiderman cup to no. spit it out? No. What can you spit in your Oh, it's because. Oh my God. I just wanted that flavor to linger. Just oh, no. Oh, those are too long. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing this game. Yeah, I don't like this grandma. game. I'm going to have a word with my granddaughter You're about the grandma. games. That are... ne- next time, we're going to play a, a very nice, conservative game. What? Bridge? Yeah. <laughs> you know, chicken foot. Monopoly. Oh, uh, I love Monopoly. Oh, oh, well, you know, this this is your episode. Next week will be someone new, dear. My game. Yes. Anyways, we're moving on. Alright. So this one is a villain question. Ooh, villain question. Ooh, I got this. The quote is Mankind has always feared what it doesn't understand. Was it Thanos, Magneto, Dark Ark? From Spider Man. I'm not going to tell you which Spider-Man, Fear you should notice. what it doesn't understand. Mankind has always feared what it doesn't understand. I feel like Magneto? Yeah! Yes! yes. Nice. Why are you so good? I thought she said these were going to be hard. That's cool. Right, she's going to make oh. them harder. I'm going to have a word with her. Okay, so this one, ew, is either dead fish or strawberry banana yeah. smoothie. strawberry banana smoothie, that's what I got let's, for. Let's hope I get lucky this time. You got the dead fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dead fish. I do not like this. What kind of fish? Dead. <laughs> what, what kind of fish was it? A dead one. Yeah, but what kind of dead one? I do not like this game at all. Fine. Why do we like the same colors? I think I think we should um, maybe stop with the jelly beans. No, we're going to Oh, right. Hopefully fair. All right, moving on to the next question. Right. I have lived most of my life surrounded by my enemies. I would be grateful to die surrounded by my friends. Was it Gamora, Black Widow, or Storm? Surrounded by my enemies. I have lived most of my life Gamora. That's Gamora for sure. Yeah, you're very good at this <laughs> yeah. game, Gamora sir. for sure. Come on, this is like... Put two You know what? It's funny that this, not, not that I know this, but this jelly bean is green and Gamora is also green. Is she not? <laughs> That's it's very interesting. Mm, such coincidence. Uh, lawn clippings or lime? Let's hope it's lime. You put the lime in the coconut and don't get all lime. It's lime! Ooh. Oh, <laughs> praise God, I just shut it in too. There you go. Okay, the very last quote for Marvel Movie Mayhem. Right. Sorry, I use humor to deflect my insecurities. Plus, I'm hilarious, so don't hate. Was it? Chandler? (laughs) I don't know who that is, dear, (laughs) but I'm sure it's a funny joke to the people who do know. Um, Was it Iron Man, Thor, or Deadpool? Uh, Thor doesn't make any jokes. Deadpool makes a lot of jokes. This is Deadpool. This is Deadpool. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, in another one. I'm pretty sure you got all of these right except one, dear. <laughs> you watch <laughs> way too many movies. I don't think my granddaughter should be associating with you, you anymore. No, oh, great. All right. So yeah. for the very last jelly bean, we have ew, dead fish and strawberry banana smoothie. Well, I already had dead fish once, dear, so oh, I feel like I can handle it again. No, 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 no. This is the one that came out. This is the <laughs> one that I would take. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is. Let's just do like one last one. Okay. Where we both. I want. Oh I want God! Why did I grab? Brown ones. What is it? 
Well, why is brown on? Alright, here we go. We got these two colours. Yes. Uh, one could be booger or juicy pear. Um, ooh. And the other one is bar or peach. Great. I'm so so excited which, which for this experience. Oh, uh, just, I'll, I'll close my eyes and you decide. Yeah, um, please. Alright, I feel like even if it's juicy pear, it may not be that good. You can take that one. Alright. Alright, bar may be okay. Ready? Depends what they ate. I don't know. <laughs> Such a classy young man you are. Where'd you come from? Alright, let's check it. Okay. Uh, nope, I already don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I got a good one. Uh, why do you always get the good ones? I got the peach. Oh, the... <laughs> that one was, was exponentially horrible. Peach is good. Well, maybe it's buff, and I just got the flavor in my mouth. Like, permanently. <laughs> I don't know. Too many drunken that. Well, Nathan, dear, we're so... Not that lovely playing these games um, with you. Do you want another one? Uh, no, 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 dear. I think it is time for me to take some Pepto Bismol and go to bed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, it is way past my bedtime. Yeah. But thank you so much for spending time with me today, dear. And, thank you. And being so wonderful to my granddaughter, I, I do hope you you smack her for how easy she made these <laughs> questions because they were way too easy. Okay, no, I don't hear women. Oh, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I, maybe I'll do it for you. Give her <laughs> okay. a little spanking. Yes, dear. Okay. All right. Thank you for coming on to Game Time with Grammy, the part Thank of you. the show where Grammy plays little games. I will be flying Thanks, in from Indiana every week wow. to spend time with you all. Yes. Grammy. Hope you make the flight every time. Oh, I definitely will, dear. Your heart's okay? Um, I don't know after these jelly beans. Yeah, it's maybe. questionable. Uh, but, we'll see. But yes, all I'm right. have to give you CPR. Oh, oh, oh well, you know, you, you are a handsome fellow. No, I, I don't want to. I wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> mind that. Um, right. Yes, it is, it is time for me to, to get some sleep. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Good night, dear. Good night. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.